And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through, through Friday. Friday. On the Athletic Podcast Network. Thursday. Point of Contention. With Ethan Sherwood-Strauss and Marcus Thompson. Hosted by Zach Harper. Welcome to Point of Contention. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We have Ethan Strauss. We have Marcus Thompson. It is the Athletic MBA Show. It's Thursday. That means it's Point of Contention time. Five subjects, five minutes each. In this corner, the esteemed author of two books, Bay Area legend Marcus Thompson. Marcus, is there a GM or a coach on the hot seat simply because of their bubble failures? Yeah, we got to go with, um, you know, Rob Palenka, just because this Lakers offense is simply uninspiring like if they don't get this together in time then it's time for Rob Palenka to go and install Ethan Strauss as the general manager of the Lakers love that idea speaking of Ethan Strauss he's in the other corner he's the host of the House of Strauss podcast and the author of the book The Victory Machine Ethan pick one player to be your running mate in the 2024 election but you do not get to explain why Oh, okay. That, that was such a hard question. I mean, I'd rather that Dame, one. Gee, that's Dame, incredible. Dame. Dame. All right. Tanika, start the clock. Take one. The NBA has decided to turn the bubble into Summer League in Vegas with some awards. TJ Warren has been TJ scoring, Marcus. Looking like the new Chuck person with a cavalcade of kill, killer jumpers raining all over LeBron James. <laughs> His play for the Pacers made people forget that DeMontis Sabonis is absent and Victor Oladipo's knee is absent. Devin Booker's led the Suns to an undefeated record so far, and he's actually playing defense. Defense is a choice, people. And then Damian Lillard has dropped 112 points in his last two games, giving the Blazers at least a temporary ownership of the eighth seed as we head into their last game. So, Marcus, who is your bubble MVP? Oh, man. This is going to be tough. Uh, I think I'm going with Gordon Hayward because I saw a picture of him blocking a DJ Augustine shot and uh-huh. DJ Augustine's jersey on the back said equality. So the picture of the white guy stumping yeah. equality, that, that's, that's the winner. You're the MVP of the tournament if you can violate Black Lives Matter in the middle of the tournament. So wow. Uh, well, then what no, about the no. Bucks <laughs> social media account? Wait, wait, hold on. What about the Bucks social media account when Dante DiVincenzo, who also has equality on his jersey, uh, broke the ankles of some of some player who is who is not of Dante's uh, complexion? And the Bucks account put up equality in all caps and then hashtag Black, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Why, I, I'm, I'm sad they deleted that. I wish they had left it. I know. They had to. Uh, no, they, they had nobody's to. mad. Everybody thought it was funny. Everybody, I mean, everybody cool. Well, not everybody. <laughs> right. not, every, not everybody. But uh, I'm, okay, I think so, I'm going so with... So Marcus has gone no, with Gordon I'm Hayward going with, for blocking equality. I'm going with... Uh, you know who? I'm going with uh, Devin Booker. Simply because... Oh, look at you. You're like contrarian against most, yourself. This is the most... Uh, 
I'm I'm not gonna act surprised by what Dame is doing. Like this is Dame. This is who he is. I'm very surprised. I'm completely baffled that Devin Booker is somehow turned the Phoenix Suns into the best team in the league in the bubble. Like this is legit about the bubble. This is not about what's happening outside the bubble. This is a completely unique bubble experience. Phoenix is undefeated. Devin Booker is incredible. And they win at the end of the game. He's incredible outside the bubble, and they lose. Inside the bubble, they cannot be stopped. For me, for this, just for the bubble, I'm, I'm going with Devin Booker. Ethan, Marcus, do you have do you have a different no, answer? This is, you know, Marcus, he anticipated that we would think he would go with Lillard, and he 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 did the zig when people thought he would zag. So that's that's number one. Hey, you you have a I problem with it. that? You have a problem with that? I'm sorry. I know I don't have a problem with it because I think you're trying to pitch it home. Should sir? be the MVP. I think I think Dame should be the MVP. So you left that lane open for me. I think. Look, I don't know if I can weigh which has more of an impact statistically between the two of them, but it just feels like Lillard, even though you sound drunk whenever you try to pronounce his last name. Um, that's why I just say Yeah, Dame. that's why you got to go, go Lillard. Lillard. Um, I just think that he's becoming a superstar. I mean, obviously he's a star. Some people would say, mostly in Portland, well, he's already been a superstar, but this feels like he is taking the opportunity to jump up another level in the public consciousness while putting his team on his back. And he just seems to embody something that people respect and that people are almost hungry for. And maybe he'll go back on it, but he seems to be striking this chord of, I don't need a super team i didn't join a super team you have earl watson saying that he approached earl watson about what to do when when dame was approached to join a super team that seems like an interesting story we might want to pull on a few of those threads so just as far as if i'm going with the narrative as opposed to the strict impact and saying that booker has been fantastic as well it just feels like the late summer of dame to me more so than booker i i'm just appalled at the disrespect I'm appalled. Of what? Dame Ooh. just became a superstar? Are you serious? Oh, God, you're doing that. Are you no, kidding he, me? He's not oh, a household I feel like he's name, made Marcus. it to a superstar. What? He's got his own shoe. He's got are his you, own shoe. I, if I go serious? to my neighbor's house, if I knock like, on the door of, of the neighbor's house, you're telling here, me not most of Damian the world. I mean, they still don't know because it's in a bubble, but I'm telling uh, you, you telling me <laughs> the casual fan don't remember this dude literally ending the season the, the casual nba fan the casual the, nba fan the casual nba knows. fan has seen the meme of him being assaulted by the mob and him looking like nothing's happening the casual nba fan watched him wave at russell westbrook like this is the stuff the casual fan knows damian lillard i'm talking about casual it. sports fan he's got casual nba fan i'm talking about casual sports you telling me casual about- sports fan is watching portland dallas Cas- in the bubble at 11 a.m <laughs> No, but it's it just happening. it just expands it. It's if not he's happening. leading Sports Center, you're right going now, to talk about sport, the Sports Center. Dude, he led Sports Center when he when he uh, when he did that amazing exit of the Thunder. Like that that led Sports Center for I don't days. Know if anybody watches Sports Center? Yeah, anymore. that's the problem. I don't know. I don't know if people actually. Ethan's going to talk about know. how the ratings are down and then say every casual fan is now watching Damian Lillard. Damn, but the ratings Marcus, are down. The ratings are tanking. Damn, Marcus. Marcus did get me there. He did get me there. That was a good. <laughs> what? Oh. 
Marcus just eight mile you. Yeah, that was bad. That was, uh, yeah, it is a bit of a look. Every bit of uh, publicity counts. That's what I'm sticking with. Look. Wow, wait, you don't that think that this is helping him? Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, second, wait a second. I gave him the layup of Dame. Like, oh that was a lot wow. to Dame. And you, look at you, look, 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 look. You don't think... Yeah, how did you, how did you Gordon Hayward yourself there? <laughs> <laughs> look, you don't think this is helping people learn more so about Dame, what's happening? I'll tell you one thing, it's not hurting. <laughs> it's not making it worse. <laughs> All right, Ethan is... <laughs> Take two. That is just what a pitiful performance. <laughs> Look, you, you start this podcast at nine. You come the Washington Wizards in the bubble. What is you happening? You start this podcast at nine. It's hard for me to get my brain together and actually make some cogent points. <laughs> Take two in what's already being called one of the biggest defeats in Ethan's well, start, I, I feel career. like it's been all bad. Ever since you asked me to name a running mate off the top of my head, I've just been completely wobbly. Just I need I need a rally. Sure. And need he a rally. said, dang. I did. Speaking, yeah, speaking of the Washington Wizards, during the Milwaukee Bucks victory over the Wizards on Tuesday night, Giannis Antetokounmpo got ejected for headbutting Mo Wagner of the Wizards. They got face to face, and then Giannis gave him a little nudge with the forehead. It wasn't, it wasn't your typical like Hulk Hogan winding up his shoulders and neck like he's about to do a hair whip coming out of the pool in slow motion. It wasn't one of those headbutts, just a little nudge. A year and a half ago on NBA Radio. Chris Middleton told me that Giannis is a crazy person, uh, and some and it's something people don't realize about him. They just see the happy guy. People are doubting the Bucks' dominance. There is pressure to win the championship now, or possibly lose Giannis in 2021 when he becomes a free agent. So, Ethan, regrettedly, I will start with you, <laughs> even though you seem to be struggling this morning. What is Giannis actually frustrated over to just go and headbutt someone? That people wouldn't know from Mike Trout in the lineup. Well, obviously, he wishes that Steph Curry was inside the bubble to woo him properly. So I think that's the most Clearly, yeah. it's the most obvious issue right here. And there's angst about that. And there's frustration. And it's turning into a headbutt. Clearly. I will say, though, the headbutt. Uh, I, I'm just trying to figure out, is, is it a European thing, the headbutt? Is that a European thing? I'm trying to figure out my stereotypes. I'm basing it on the small sample size of Zidane in the World Cup. And and Giannis doing it yesterday, and I just is it doesn't seem to be an American thing. I feel like we're not schooled in the way of doing that in the confrontation of butting the head. I also think he shouldn't have even admitted to it afterwards when he was saying he regretted it and he wishes that he could go back in time because it was soft enough that I do think that you could accuse Mo, Mo Wagner of, um, of of kind of flopping it and saying that it was just a nudge, but he admitted that it was a true headbutt. So I didn't think that was a great defense of that. And I'm also curious if that's something that other countries do that we don't do. It does feel like a very small sample size to blame the headbutt on your Well, have you ever seen an NBA player headbutt another NBA player? Maybe it's happened. And I'm I mean, we, we watched. It, didn't Sean I, I Livingston? I mean, had, they go. They go. Sean Livingston headbutted head a ref in the uh, 2016 playoffs. No, no, no. He, it the it playoffs, looked like he was getting in the ref's face. Who was that? It, it looked like he was getting in the ref's face. It didn't look like a legitimate. Didn't look like a legitimate headbutt to me. I mean, on the scale of headbutts, it was probably pretty small. But he admitted he went too far. So I'm gonna call that a mini headbutt. I mean, Marcus. All right, let me, Marcus, let me ask you a question on Giannis. Is Giannis frustrated with his own team's disrespect? Uh, if you would have took off the disrespect, I would have said, yeah. 
Giannis frustrated with his own team. Oh, <laughs> Ben Thompson. When I saw it, one. I was like, oh, I know. When I saw it, I was like, oh man, oh man. Gian- Giannis is tired of being uh, let down by his teammates. Oh wow. man, oh this is this is really about Eric Bledsoe. against the Wizards. That's what this is about. I know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> stirring up the the Bucks fans. So here's what's happening with Giannis. Here's what I think. I think the Bucks are struggling, and you know they need something galvanizing to kind of get them on track. They've been off a little bit; they haven't clicked. I think this is Giannis shifting into like, all right, I'm about to dominate mode. I think he's getting like he put on his uh, his aggressiveness, and he just got into a mindset where it's like, all right, they they don't think we can do this. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to start by bullying people. Uh, I, I just think he's in a mindset where it's like, all right, let's go. This is grimy. This, you know, this is let me pull out my uh, Nigerian you know, war rituals ahead. But the next the next person I see, I think that's what Giannis is doing. Like, let's go. I'm ready. Strap it on. Oh, so it's an intimidation move. Yeah, yeah. Giannis is like, what? He hear all y'all talking about the Warriors. He hear y'all saying Chris Middleton can't get it done. He hears Ethan talking about how Steph Curry would be great for him. And he's like, no, I don't need anybody. Let me show you how I am enough by myself. And that mindset, you know, he kind of started foaming at the mouth and headbutting people. Yeah, I don't understand why you headbutt when you can shove. I mean, the shove seems to be, that seems to be the way to go. And you give somebody a light shove to get that space. No, no, you can see the shove coming. There's a psychological, there's a psychology to headbutts, right? The, the yeah. point, when you headbutting people, you're not, it's not necessarily about hurting the other person. It's about letting them know that you, you can't be hurt. Pain doesn't bother you because mm, by right. headbutting somebody, you're literally inflicting pain on yourself. So you're like, 100%. I don't even care. This is like the crazy dude who smashes the beer can on his head to let you know he's about well, to this fight. Is, this is why I'm going back <laughs> to this. I, it's just not even intuitive. I think throwing a punch in a situation is intuitive to people. Shoving is intuitive. The headbutt, I feel like you need somebody to instruct you on how to do that that's just am i the am i the only person who's who's thrown a headbutt you've thrown a headbutt who'd you headbutt yeah i have (laughs) actually in a basketball is your head okay like the headbutt is when you're trying to start a fight but you you don't want to fully start the fight you just hoping like you're just trying to ignite something like man please i think it's an irish scottish thing more than just a straight up european thing yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so why is the nigerian dude from greece doing it (laughs) I mean, it might be on. Well, Chris Middleton said. I he's just crazy. remember when Zidane <laughs> did it. People said you're it, crazy if you're headbutting people, I, yo. Like, yeah, there's I, something I remember to that. when Zidane did it. I remember people said, "Well, he grew up in the streets of Marseille, and that's just what they did." I remember that was that was offered as an explanation that if you grow up in the streets of Marseille, you're just you're headbutting left and right, and so there have to be when, places like this where people are. When we were Marcus, when, does we it were, sound like he's from the Marseille projects? <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, Go what a pull! No, no where good. I'm from, Marseille, son, ain't nothing nice. <laughs> what a pull! What a pull! That's incredible. <laughs> but he, the head, but you know, like when we were kids, and uh, our our wonderful producer today, Tanika. 
from the hard streets of San Francisco know what I'm talking about. You used to like bump shoulders when you was like really trying to start a fight. You'd be like, you just mm-hmm. give them that shoulder. The headbutt is the crazy person's version of that. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm really about yeah, to because no, it's not trying to start a fight when you headbutt somebody. You have started. Yeah, the fight. no, well, the fight. But it is seems begun. like you could screw yeah. it up too. If you screw up that headbutt, you're woozy. Oh. You know, you've knocked yourself out. Is there some big downside if but you do no, it? No, if you're headbutting, you don't reward. think that you don't think that's possible. If you're headbutting people, you feel a little bit above. Uh, concussion status. <laughs> yeah, you're not worried about getting woozy. Did you see when you had Bud's somebody? facial expression? Was just it, yes. he, it looked a little Steve Buscemi too, just uh, in the way it was forlorn and in the way it was frustrated. But the I'll he looked this. he looked back at Giannis like this dude's crazy. What did you just do? Maybe the, maybe this is a subject for another day. Mike Boonholzer's face doesn't bring a lot of confidence to me. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Take three. The NBA sent out its guest info for when players can have people come to the Orlando bubble. Here are the guidelines, or at least some of them. Four guests per player, but that may be exceeded by children. Guests may travel on the the team charter if tested. Guests may attend games. Family and established long-standing personal friends only. Any, this is a quote, any individual the player has not previously met in person or with whom the player has had limited in-person interactions known by only through social media or an intermediary. Marcus, how does the NBA enforce this last point of proving that you have not met the person in, in person or you have not had uh, you know, limited in-person interactions? Uh, this is unbelievable, right? Where are yeah. you going to get Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act 2 to come, like, check in genitals? Like, what? What? I don't even understand this. Like, are you kidding me? Or is the NBA now, like, a Catholic school teacher? Like, what, what, what does it matter if he wants to bring in his quote-unquote cousin, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> who is Diamond on Instagram? Like, I don't, I don't even understand why are they trying to do this, like... Here's here's if you really want to play this whole morality code whatever thing, how about you disallow this for married guys? How about that? How about you say if you married, only your wife can come in the bubble. Smart. If you're single, ha- go ahead have your way, right? But yeah. this is I, I don't even like the idea of the NBA saying who you can bring in and who you can't. What if what if the relationship they struck online was valid and genuine? What if in his experience, trapped in the bubble, he met his soulmate online? You telling me the NBA is going to stop that love connection? Because why? Because somebody is standing at the bubble gate with a ruler slapping people's hands about don't get too close to the opposite sex? This is insane. I mean, it's. I just don't understand how they're going to enforce it. I have no idea. How can you enforce how well somebody knows somebody. I get it if you are INS and you can really bring the force to bear of the governmental resources to see if people knew each other before they got married. But I don't understand how you do it in this context. And I don't think anybody believes that they're really going to get that into it because ultimately if the other party says, yeah, we've known each other for the longest time. I mean, just how are you going to disprove it? It just seems like they want a fake obstacle or just to signal, please don't do this, but they have no intention of actually enforcing this rule. I don't get how they can. And I think it's a serious topic, by the way. You just followed her and last month, how did you know? (laughs) Well, that's, that's the thing is there is no more activity page 
on yeah. Instagram. You can't, you know, yeah. you can't say, oh, they just follow this person. Now we're getting submitted. I, you can't I do that anymore. By so, the way, I think it's a serious topic and it's one where you see Stephen A talk about it and everybody's doing the tee hee 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 hee. Stephen A's talking about sex on TV. So everybody else is laughing and they're a bunch of euphemisms. But I think it's a legitimate subject. I mean, this can't be prison. You can't have people unable to have sex if they want to have sex. It's just not not for months well, and months. So, not for months and months. So here, let me let me throw a, a hypothetical at you, okay? Because I do believe that they're trying to curb this behavior, not the sex behavior. But let's say Diamond, as Marcus uh, <laughs> submitted earlier, uh, goes there for role player. A, <laughs> a role player on now I'm on uh, let's just say uh, a Western Conference yeah. team, okay? Role player A on, and they go and visit, and then after a few days of visiting, all right, maybe Diamond's supposed to go home. Now maybe Diamond goes over and starts visiting role player B on a different Western Conference team, mm. already in the bubble. What what's to stop this? And then if that happens, a what are the band. consequences give amongst her, said players? Give her a wristband, like you can only visit yeah. purple and gold. Like you're you're like <laughs> if you if you in a blazer section with a purple and gold wristband, you a violation. But how, here's a, here's a worse scenario, right? Yeah. Role player B, who's single and is in a bubble, loses his mind because he has. No, he 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 has very little experience with abstinence, and now he's sniffing around the superstar's wife, who's in the bubble. Like, mm. is that, what's the situation? I don't think do that's want? what they're worried about. I think they're worried. <laughs> no, they're frank, wor- they're I think worried they're frankly drama. worried about some form of sex trafficking that the NBA is going to have to answer for. I think that's what, what they're worried about. What? <laughs> yes. Oh Oh, like Ethan woke up yeah, finally. This is a little tongue in cheek. You just took it to a whole different level. Hold I on. think that's what they're worried about. I think that's oh, what the rule. Ethan's coffee kicked I in. I think that's what the rule is about. I think they're worried about you brought in somebody that you're paying, and then they're also getting with other people, and suddenly the NBA is presiding over something that looks like prostitution, and that okay, can be can really we, bad. Can we? Can we make a? a uh, man, dude, that's 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 heavy, yo. Like the whole episode, <laughs> like you're literally you calling NBA players sex traffickers. No, I'm saying that's what they don't, don't want to have happen. That. They don't want the optics yeah. of that. Not that that's actually. Yeah, happening, it's like if right? you Let's you need to bring in somebody that you know that you know right. or have some sort of affiliation with. We can't. So, but essentially, they don't want what's happening in real life to happen inside the bubble. Uh, like, mm, correct. Yeah. Like defense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't I, I just don't I don't it's they're responsible I, for it that's the different dynamic is what happens outside the bubble for the most part is some stuff they're not responsible for and that's the individual's responsibility but once it's inside the bubble suddenly it becomes what they might be presiding over um all right well okay I don't believe so, it's that I believe they are trying to protect themselves from having to do their jobs which is managing your team it's, it's really that simple if you can eliminate the drama with rules you don't have to actually manage your team like that's that's what they're trying to prevent well is there any player who's going to fall for that line of like hey you got to show or if you haven't had it you know met them in person or had if you only had limited in-person interactions they're not is there any player that's gonna go, well sorry i can't bring you <laughs> because this is the rule <laughs> i don't know you well or enough. do they use that do they use that as an excuse for maybe oh, you know, someone oh, yeah. who's not higher up in the rotation? Hmm. 
so let me ask you this, and let me let me let me. Uh, I mean, what we do? A full why, hour on yeah, this, right. Why, why not just? In. Why not just like explain to me outside of outside of a moral standard, right? Outside of the morality of it, what's wrong with having uh, professionals inside the bubble? I mean, it's illegal. <laughs> That's really probably what it is. <laughs> but isn't, but also, Morally, isn't- I, I can't really tell you one way or the other. I mean, this is a very strange situation. And Ethan, isn't weed illegal in Florida? Yes. Yes, yes, it is. At least and not, they're not, for in the medi- bubble. not for medicinal purposes. Right. Yeah. And, and also, just so you know, like paying for sex is illegal. Uh, professional companionship is not <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like again. You can, you, I, I, you I can think they're you just can, you can have a, an assistant. I, I think they're just liabilities that the NBA would be concerned yeah. about. And let's yeah. face it: look, I, now now we're going to get aggregated. Now it's getting a little dangerous. Now it's getting a little dicey. Um, even though oh, players, sweet. even though players or people of a certain celebrity status can get with people for free, obviously, they sometimes like to pay for it and pay lavishly for it. And that's a business at Summer League where... Oh, oh you think people didn't know that? I'm sorry. A lot I thought of, that was understood. A, a okay. lot of people but, don't know that. But in Summer League, that's also, that. that's also in, an, in a state where that is Yeah, legal. it's a state where that's legal, yeah, but the, it's also... The legal part is good. Yeah, and there's, that, no, that, that and there's also no bubble. It's so it's just, hey, whatever you want to right. do, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So Right, I think as long as it's not within the city... Yeah. No, that makes sense. I get that. that makes sense. And, I and I think the there. NBA is just worried about they're, they're worried about something like the Minnesota Vikings boat party happening inside the bubble. Right. I think uh, that you're always trying to you're always trying to prevent a boat trying party. Trying to play defense against nobody. Nobody boat wants party. a boat Absolutely. party. I mean, that's they just want the players to uh, keep their pants on during a time like this. Speaking of pants, a word from Indochino. Take four. Let's say the Suns don't end up playing in the tournament. Because they finally lose a game to Dallas in the bubble. Let's say the Memphis Grizzlies fall completely out and don't make the playing game at all after holding a three and a half game lead going into the bubble. Both franchises still had successful, inspiring runs either this season or in the bubble, but ultimately it ends where we expect the two to be prior to the start of the season in the before times, and that's out of the playoffs. Ethan, is bringing momentum from the bubble into next season a real thing? <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen much evidence. It's maybe happened before. It can happen theoretically, where how a team closes out a season translates to the next season and it shows that they're hitting their stride. But this bubble situation is too different, man. I don't want to undermine what we're watching or say that it's all fake. It's not all fake and it can be great basketball. But when I see, for instance, I don't know. Luca getting 19 assists. I think to myself, well, are those a real 19 assists or are those a bubble 19 assists? And same with Dame, same with Devin Booker, frankly. It's good basketball, but this isn't necessarily NBA basketball. Not completely, not quite. Maybe it's 80% NBA basketball. Maybe you could even say 90%. But NBA basketball is played in front of 20,000 people. That is a necessary component. I believe it really changes the atmosphere and it changes the gameplay and it makes it harder. People are laughing and jeering at you when you shoot an air ball versus this open run situation. So it's always good to play. It's always good to play at a high level. I just don't necessarily believe that doing it in this very bizarre setting 
translates the next season if you go back to reality, if we ever get back to reality? I actually think it does translate. Well, for one, going off Ethan's standard, there may not be 20,000 fans in the seats ah, next season either. So, bubble practice. So, <laughs> so maybe maybe the bubble is a precursor to next season. So, But two, I, I think so much of this stuff is reputational. Uh, and if you build yourself a reputation, if nothing else, you feel more confident, but also the other players regard you in a different light, right? Like there's no way coming out of this, Devin Booker will be looked at as the same Devin Booker. And whatever that does to his confidence, I figure will impact the next season because confidence is everything, right? I, I just believe, and it's conversely, like if you've, if you find a weakness, like if Giannis don't perform, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, but that was the bubble. It don't count. It's going to be like, yo, Giannis, you didn't perform. <laughs> Hold on, right? So I do feel like right. so much of this is reputational, uh, how you're regarded, how you feel about yourself, what you think you can do, that you can get some confidence in the bubble. And, you know, like Dame, if, if, if they make the playoffs and he upsets the Lakers, like he will hit another stratosphere. And it's not going to not count because he's in the bubble. We're going casual to remember this stuff. Him. Casual fan might know. A casual fan already know him now, right? Like that's that's yeah, that's the deal. But I do think some of these players will get an incredible confidence boost, which will impact their season. So well, I don't know if you, team wise it will happen. Like Phoenix is not right. going to run into next year killing, but there there could be some players who who find themselves in the bubble and kind of take another level. Well, yeah, you guys have covered the Warriors before they were good, right? So, like, how do you keep the Suns from being the Suns next season if if they don't make it? Uh, you put Robert Sarver in the bubble and just leave him there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, that's where it begins. <laughs> that feels like the only way to do it. Hey, it's it's the top down it's well, the top so down at, process. Uh, well, Marcus, let me ask you this then, because this this feels like uh, you mentioned. You know, if Devin Booker feels differently about himself, if the Suns still remain the Suns, could this heightened confidence and belief in himself lead to Devin Booker then saying, "I got to get out of here"? Man, you 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 absolutely know that's what Draymond was aiming at, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of ties oh, like, everything in. I think Draymond right? like a, meant that in a legitimate way. The Warriors just don't have a path no to get him. I think Draymond's just a big Devin Booker fan. No I've been, question. No I've question. been in the locker room. I've been in the locker room and seen Draymond castigate a media member for not having Devin Booker ranked higher um, in a in a ranking of in a ranking of players. He's just and I've been in a locker room where he's destroying Phoenix for their player development and how they take advantage right. of the talent they have. Yeah, so I think he's just a big Devin Booker fan. <laughs> wow, Logan Mur- Murdoch had him that low. Huh? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, okay, so well, all right. So Draymond feels like you know he's a fan of Devin Booker. He's a fan of Carl Anthony Towns. I think he liked D'Angelo Russell enough. Maybe that's the big foursome coming I'm up. I'm thinking, by the huh? way, with this Devin Booker jump up and him becoming a star and flourishing, if you redo that draft in 2015, where does Booker go? Does he go ahead of Towns? Is that where he would go now? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm. I think right now he would have to. Yeah, right? because it's about perimeter players. Think, you got to yeah, go I don't perimeter. Think any question? Yeah, well, not just that, but like shooting. Towns just doesn't defend. Well, I mean, Towns is a better shooter than Devin Booker. 
Yeah. I mean, Towns is an amazing shooter. Yeah. But I think it's also about position, and it's just what, what Booker does, that perimeter creator playmaker that is more rare than, than a big— Man, what are we doing? It's Towns. Stop it. You're going back to Towns. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going Book. What are we doing? I'm going Book. guy 6'11", who can shoot from three. All right. The other guy can shoot from three. Speaking of shooting from three, take five. Hashtag Steph even better than before rolls right off the tongue. Someone at The Athletic recently wrote about the Warriors and their interval training program for Steph Curry. It was something they did in his hand recovery phase, and now they're hoping those results can expand his greatness into the next season as the Warriors try to rebound from such a disastrous season. So, Marcus, I'll start with your expertise on this very subject. How does Steph get even better at the age of 32, and what does that look like? I think he's done. I think Steph is washed. I think this is it. (laughs) Uh, I I, I definitely think here's where Steph's going to get better. He's going to get better getting to the free throw line, and I really believe one of the struggles he had is adjusting to the fact that people will not let him shoot threes anymore. They just won't. They chase them off the line. So I'm. I, I see Steph becoming a mid range assassin to open up the three point game. Uh, and he he was trying to get all the way to the cup before, and that you know there's some physical taxation to that, right? It's how he got injured in the first place, driving on you know Aaron Baines taking a, a charge. But I think the answer is in the mid range game. Like he just needs to loosen up the defense that chases him off the line. And I. The idea that Steph will somehow not be as good is is insane. It's ridiculous. The dude is in incredible shape. He can shoot, which is the one skill that never goes away. And also, he's still got a pretty good team around him. This dude is going to be good for at least three or four more years. I'm inclined to agree. And uh, I, I also think that people are forgetting a little bit. Uh, it's, But this is another thing. This is another side criticism. And it's the frustration of NBA Twitter, how... Dame has this incredible run, an incredible game, and suddenly Steph Curry is trending because the argument is about how he's right now better than Steph Curry, which isn't even on topic, right? Steph hasn't played this season. Uh, We can't even see. I would get it. I would get it if we were about to see some sort of playoff bout between the two. And this is part of the hype. Oh, who's better? Is it Dame or is it Steph? And they're about to face each other and go to war. I would get it. But it's just the the distracted NBA in the top five list running conversation about it where suddenly we're going off topic and we're talking about is Dame better than a guy who didn't play this season and we won't even see them play each other till next season and that's what we're going to discuss I do think though and I know I'm not I'm not making a ruling on that until we get Steph back and see more of it I think we sometimes forget what he does that is different and how it changes the strategy versus other guys Dame is incredible but Dame is incredible on the ball. What makes Steph Steph is that he's Steve Nash and Reggie Miller. That's what's unique. It's being A-plus in both on-ball and off-ball. When Dame drives in and he kicks it out, that's really the end of the play. When Steph does it, he's relocating. There is constant pressure on the defense, and it speaks to what's going on with the interval training. Steph's physical advantage, not being big or strong uh, relative to the NBA players, is that just never stopping and having that constant cardiovascular advantage. So if he can get more of that, I do think he could have an incredible season at age 32, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. 
it's a if I'm Steph, I'm like, yo, I would take all this as a, a boost. Like I'm not even in the bubble and I'm the talk of the bubble. Like yeah. <laughs> this is the most like this is the biggest compliment he's got from social media in a while. <laughs> like, yo, I'm I'm, ch- <laughs> I'm chilling at the well, at the PGA at, at, at a at a major and y'all talk about me in the bubble. Marcus, is he is he the petty type? Will he use this as motivation or does he just have different motivation? No, he he is certainly the petty type. He just doesn't put it out there. But I you know, I do think it's different. I think he has a a, a high level of respect for Dame. It's interesting. Those two don't really go at each other. I think there's kind of a mutual respect, but I know he thinks super highly of Dame. And and I think that was increased by his brother playing with Dame and, you know, Portland being a good situation for him. I think I, I, I don't see him going the back and forth with Dame. I just think he's he's one of the guys that Steph really likes. And part of it is like, you know, Steph is Mr. Oakland now. So you kind of got to tip your cap to the Oakland dude, you know, so he, he, he knows it's probably a bad idea to be at all disrespectful to Dame while you're in his city. <laughs> uh, Ethan, who's your dark horse candidate for MVP next season? Hmm. Steph. <laughs> I know it was a layup right there. What happened? What's going on? I, 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 I wanted to go a different direction. I thought you were changing topics. Number one. So I got thrown off. Oh, well, this is the fifth and final. I was one. about to go. I was about to go. We're like, we're like 40 seconds away from you forgetting that you had to have a rant this week. Oh God. Yeah. I don't have. <laughs> My rant is about how we are underrating Jokic for why, MVP why next season. Doing, why are we doing a rant now? Like, answer the question, please. Right, oh, about the, the dark horse? Dark horse I, great. Let's put all our money on it. Let's pool our resources, take out loans, and uh, and make that bet for Steph for MVP. Is that ethical? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know what the rules are anymore on that. It's pandemic rules. I should be allowed to gamble. I don't know if I'm allowed to gamble. I haven't gotten a ruling from Tim Frank at the NBA. But I, I come on. Come on. All the other rules are falling apart. There's no society out there. I, I have, That's always the best argument. Come, come on, on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on, hey, NBA. What, once you say that, you got to agree, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have Come to. on, yeah. man. Once the second one hits yeah, you. Absolutely. It's just. All right. Closing rant. Ethan, dare I throw to you or should I go to Marcus? <laughs> uh, this is like when you, you haven't figured out what you're going to order on the menu. Uh, let, let, let Marcus order the meal. I got to you know figure out uh, whether I want a side or not. Even though you've been in line for 30 minutes staring at the <laughs> Right, menu. even though he's been looking at the <laughs> menu on he's the been glasses, there eight times before. I'm putting on the reading glasses. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's got to figure out which golf rule he wants to challenge this week. <laughs> Unlike Ethan, I, I am prepared because black people have to be twice as good. So, mm. uh, Heard that. I'll tell you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to tell you a story for my rant. Okay. When I it was it was like early '90s, maybe '93, 1993, where when house parties was a big deal, but house parties were like super dangerous, uh, and that was part of the fun, right? So we went to a rival neighborhood. I'm from a place in in Oakland called Sabrani Park, and we went to a rival neighborhood known as uh, Brookfield to a house party. And, you know, we were having fun. It was all good. You know, Brookfield had all the girls. So, of course, that's where we were going. And somebody ended up dancing with somebody's girl from the rival neighborhood inappropriately. Next thing you know, like, there was like a people just started migrating outside. We go outside and there's like four dudes with like 
sawed off shotguns, <laughs> like basically telling everybody from our neighborhood, it's, it's time for y'all to go. <laughs> so after uh, hiding behind a car and re- realized they was going to let us bounce, we just, we just dipped, right? Uh, then somebody from my neighborhood went out, confronted them and put his guns down and he goes out and confront them. He's like, man, we all partying. Let's, let's, let's keep it good. Or we could turn this into a shootout and everybody agreed to put their guns down and we went back inside and party. Right. The moral of the story is y'all better stop messing with Damian Lillard. This dude is from Brookfield and in East Oakland, you don't just get the comfort cats like that. They will respond. Paul George, you are incredible. Stop talking to Damian Lillard. Pat Beverly, you, you man, you you gotta know better. You from Chicago, you know people can't come at you, so you can't be coming at these East Oakland dudes. He keeps doing it time and time again. Let him chill. Dame is gonna move the ball. He's gonna pass out the double team. He's gonna dump it down to Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside. He's gonna let C.J. McCollum run the point. If you just leave him alone, he'll just be a good point guard. You start talking that crap. He will drop 100 points on you in two games just because he's from East Oakland. Let's learn the lesson and stop messing with the dude from Brookfield. Or if you're going to talk trash, and I said this on Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA show earlier in the week. You can check that out by downloading in the same feed that you find this one. If you are going to talk trash, don't then go crying in your Instagram story that you've had six surgeries when someone talks shit back to you. That's, That's my issue. Nobody I'm cares. fine with Paul George talking That's shit, but don't then say, well, I've had six surgeries. You don't know what the journey's like. Nobody, yeah, no one cares. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm discarding my rant for that one. Who, who is there, Somebody needs to take any celebrity aside and tell them nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about you. Oh, you, you you feel attacked? Oh, people are in your mentions? Oh, you got insulted? Nobody cares. You're all just fodder. All of this is fodder for bored people on the internet. Nobody feels sorry for you. Nobody's going to give you any credit. That's just not what's going to happen. And apply that to media people as well. Whenever we're talking yes. about how bad something was for us or we're saying, oh my God, people are so mean or they're leaving mean comments, nobody cares nobody and you need to understand that if you are a celebrity that is the first rule is nobody cares so yes Zach, nah, nah, yes. that's the, that's the second rule the first rule is you can't talk trash and this <laughs> oh but i was hurt six like, surgeries that vi- that violates the rules right like, michael like jordan has six rings paul george has six surgeries I believe it was uh, Tyler, the creator, who said, how is cyberbullying real? Just walk away from the screen, <laughs> close your eyes. Well, it's real. To be clear, cyberbullying, I get people reacting a certain way. I think when the – If you're if you're in high school no, or – No, no, no. I think when, the full, teenager, when sure. the full force of the internet is upon you, it is psychologically trying. I think it's a real thing. It's just you're not going to get anybody to feel sorry for you about no. it. That's what I'm saying. This is my this is my issue. People said that after listening to Monday's show, they're like, oh, wow, you really hate Paul George. I don't. I don't. What I hate is when you say, I want the smoke, and then you say, ooh, it's too smoky. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I hate. Or if Facts. he had said that, that would have been very endearing, right? If he said, like, man, well, I, I wanted yeah, – okay. I would have actually accepted like, that. Oh, I wanted to really you know, puff my chest yeah. out. People, got people would like it if people, – people would have respected if Paul George was that baby meme where the baby runs out, <laughs> turns around, runs back. Like, <laughs> if he had said – I love Paul George, too. I love Paul oh, George. I think he's, he's so – Incredible player. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I literally – 
I love. Well, I could watch him play anytime. Like, yeah. top five one players. Of the best to number watch. two options in the league. But I one love Foster. Like, come on. This this is why it hurts me. Like, come on, PG. You're my come guy. On. You're right. my guy. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Despite the come on, come on argument from Ethan, Marcus, clear winner this week. Because, although, you know, Marcus, you said you had to prepare twice as much, right? You know, you didn't have a rant last week ready. I did. I did have a rant last week. It was. It was very. You didn't have one ready. Well, I'm gonna do. Ready. I'm gonna do the but thing you know where somebody's losing in a dome. video game. You know what I'm what saying? Where somebody's losing okay. in a video game. You're like, I wasn't trying. I was just like, you know, it was just for fun. Yeah, it was just for fun. Yeah, that's my. Or, or or you go with the you you get serious about this game stuff. Like I'm serious about the real stuff. You know, like, <laughs> oh, you want you go ahead and you win the debates on the POC. I'm gonna win at life. I'm like, gonna I'm gonna write about comeback. Steph Curry doing interval training, folks. That's what yeah. I'm gonna do. <laughs> When I when, when I was coming up playing hoop and I was I was trash, my comeback was always like, "But my grades are better than yours." That's <laughs> <laughs> like you, like when Arenas yells at Bocce. Brookfield GPA. <laughs> Be like, but but I got a four point though. What you got? <laughs> it was such sure you got a, sure you got a sawed off shotgun outside yeah, the party, right. but I have a four point <laughs> Hey, it, it protected me because they was like, "Yeah, he got a four point chill, man. He ain't about that life. He going to college. <laughs> it probably right, saved my life." Gonna, that's gonna do it for POC for Point of Contention this week. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show on any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts. You get all the great shows like Basket Buds. You get Tampering. You get POC. You get uh, Hoops Adjacent. You get Nerdish Wrote. All that good stuff. Check out No Dunks. Check out all the podcasts across the Athletic Podcast Network. Subscribe to the Athletic. You get all the great coverage from Marcus, from Ethan, and from myself. You can yell at me about power rankings, whatever you want, and keep it locked in on the Athletic. For Marcus Thompson, for Ethan Strauss, I'm Zach Harper. This has been Point of Contention. Point of Contention with Ethan Sherwood-Strauss and Marcus Thompson, hosted by Zach Harper. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.